know who this is and what do we got today first of all uh hopefully you guys made it through your holiday at least um yeah whatever it is that you guys call it it's alone time for me which is great and um I don't celebrate it, so it's more, I like to call it the festivus for the rest of us that don't celebrate, so um, it was nice to get some time, do a catch up with a lot of stuff. Um, my time wasn't being pulled in a few different directions, so it was good. So now we have down to a couple days before the new year. And uh, everything's getting canceled for COVID, so like, uh, we'll probably have to have our own little party, which would be fine, but it's getting retarded. Um, now, tonight is a whole different animal for um, what I'm going to talk about because You're going to probably want to say that I just did this, but I didn't. Um, what I did was start a cult on the podcast. And I went into some pretty in-depth uh, things about it, how it's done. You see, that was more how it's done. Um like what you needed to do to actually do the cult this is going to be a four part five part series we're going to try to bang all out here in a couple hours um, and this is going to tell you exactly what a cult is um, give you examples of other cults um, that type of thing um, the only reason I'm doing this is because so many people asked about it. Now, it's kind of funny because this isn't a cult. It is an anti-cult. Um, but it's an anti-cult cult. Um, and, yeah, so... It's just kind of uh, amusing how this goes because as you'll hear me talk about what a cult is, uh, you're going to realize that this isn't anything like what I'm doing. Um, but inherently there is some commonality in it, but not... You'll see when I can get there, but... Um, and it really starts with people understanding and really getting a, a grasp on what a, what a cult actually is. Uh, most people don't know. They just know that it's connotation of something that they think is wrong or bad or evil or whatever. But truly, uh, they don't know the definition for a cult. They don't know what it is. They don't know what... It, entails uh, they have examples but 
usually pretty bad ones. Uh, so I'm going to get some pretty in-depth on it. Um, we have to really start with talking about the foundation. And uh, the foundation, just like anything else, is the most important thing. It's what everything's built on. So you need a strong foundation for your cult. Um, or in this, for this instance, the cult has to be... Uh, the foundation is going to have to be laid out uh, so it can be built on and uh, we're going to start really here with a uh, how they really work the inner workings so that's what we're going to be doing today in part one two and then part three and four we'll be looking at the broader applications we're going to zoom in and zoom out Take a look at the um, epistemic lessons that we're going to actually learn from the cult and how that is visible everywhere here in our existence, uh, in, our, in our society. And it's going to be really practical. And this is where the whole like payoff of this mini-series that I'm doing is going to be so... Uh, you want to make sure that you really stick around for part two because um, in part two we'll be looking at some heavy examples um, how we see uh, cult-like behavior in businesses uh, in marketing and politics and religion science even the universities and even right down to your family and your personal lives and your relationships that it's everywhere um, because it is um, well it's very practical so um, if you're under the impression that oh Osiris um, I'm too smart for getting suckered into a cult I don't need to listen to this well you're listening right okay so it just uh, I guarantee you'll learn something so I would stick around. Now, I know that everybody says that they would not get caught up in a cult, but that is, is about as funny as you listening to this podcast right now because that would be, you'd be part of the cult. Um... Well, I'll tell you what, it's hard to get, you think it's hard to get suckered into something, but the cult-like behavior is very, very well thought out and been has been at it for years, people have. Uh, really perfecting it. Now, just like anything... I mean, any of the big, I guess the big boys in this field, you know, we would have to, you know, there's, we'll mention, I'll mention them by name and examples anyway, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know which ones they are. But we'll get to them in a bit. But I want you to understand that no no great leader, okay, be it Hitler or be it somebody else that's on the opposite side that was still a good leader, could be this influential at all unless a few things happen. One, the country or the masses would have to be in a state of which they needed somebody somebody to tell them what to do, tell them uh, you know what that everything's going to be okay, whatever it might have been. They're all looking, and that means the country or or whatever the surrounding they need to be in a certain state of unrest, okay, scared, maybe at war or whatever. And they're just looking for a leader and somebody to tell them what to do. okay? Hence another reason we don't do this. We never tell you what to do. We tell you, show you how to think differently, and have you make the decision. So, um, and right now, what I'm, you know, just by saying all this, is what we're trying to to get across is uh, we want to be able to inoculate you against uh, the cult-like behaviors of others. So it'd be valuable in itself. So it's going to be valuable for you even if you never joined a cult, okay? Or even think about a cult or even like experience a cult's recruiting if you've ever seen that. Um, You might not see that in your whole life, but I guarantee that a lot of people do. Now, doing this inoculation for you is just uh, basically open your eyes so you will recognize the behavior of which uh, is taken to get the effects that they want. So, so uh, I mean, that's just if you've ever talked with me or uh, whatnot, you know about what I do. Um, you know what I did in the military, you know what I do for fun, you know what I, you know that I like to mess with the brains, the brains, you know, I'm not the one that eats them like the zombies, but the, um, the mind is the most fascinating thing to me, and I like to study it, and I like to play with it, and I like to play with others, um, and you know, we can't do this on mice, Okay. If you want to know how the outcome of uh, an experiment is going to happen, well, how that outcome is going to come, you can't do it on rats and then expect it to be the same thing on the humans. Whoever's, like, trying to sell that, like, I can't even believe you guys still buy that crap nowadays. Okay, no, you have to use the humans. You do the testing on the humans. 
okay? Um, real life examples, okay? You need them, like you're not a rat in a cage drinking cocaine water. Not the same as somebody out on the street doing cocaine and... Yeah, you can't make those comparisons like that. And it's no good because um, most of the testing they do is so wrong in so many levels. First of all, they do controlled testing, which is just horrible. I mean, they do controlled, and it's controlled in most of the most astounding ways because it would be the ways of which you don't want to be controlled. And what I mean by this is a real example would be, I'm sure we've all seen the... Uh, the ads in, I don't know, Facebook or, or Craigslist about, um, you know, surveys you can do online or uh, you could come in and donate your sperm or your, um, uh, you know, talk about your sleep deprivation or whatever it was like they've got out going on. But they had one every once in a while on MDMA. And I know all you motherfuckers would want to go and do that, but to be honest with you, so we went down to look at one of these and what they would do. And they were trying to, not that they didn't already know, because MDMA has been used for a counseling drug, uh, for couples counseling drugs, for a long time, actually. It's a proven thing, so... Uh, it's no surprise, but they were doing these new testing for, I am sure, trying to legalize it of some sort or so they could tax it and whatever. But So they would have you come down to their little place and they wanted to watch the effects of MDMA on Now, the effects of MDMA are going to be the same no matter what. For the most part. Okay. It's not really going to change between a girl or a boy, black or white. Like, it's more about the state of mind and the environment. Okay. As I like to say that. The set and setting. Okay. But what they wanted to do was see the effects of kids on ecstasy and uh, you know what the dangers were and it makes total sense right so I would take out an ad get a bunch of ravers coming down give them some fucking banging ass fucking pills follow them around to a rave they would go to or whatever they would do and go and do just tape it and every once in a while take their heart rate you know I mean just watch them in the natural environment of which they would be normally doing this thing and uh, just keeping an eye on it and watching it and I mean that's common sense I would think but no these people were telling me to they wanted me to sit in a colder room like a doctor's room a doctor's office like a you know more like a dentist's room like when you go get your teeth worked on 
but it was a little colder than that. It was more like a doctor's dentist's office. So, um, and they would just, it was, they obviously turned it, uh, the temperature down and wanted to make it cold in there. And, you know, they wanted to take my blood pressure before and after and during and all this. Put electrodes on you and, you know, give you fucking great ecstasy and have you sit in a room without a shirt on being cold how the hell do you think that those effects are going to be the same effects that they're going to get when they're out so you see what I'm saying it's a dumb it's not even right so um, yeah you've heard me talk about you know the cult before and that was like I said how different it was that what I'm talking about now is not what I was talking about then so um, most of what I've talked about lately like has been the self-improvement stuff um, and that was you know because I got somebody tried to we all know what that was all about, but anyway, um, but most of the stuff's about spirituality, self-improvement, various kinds of new age topics that I talk about, <coughs> um, enlightenment, non-duality, duality, you know, you name it, all of this, um, and if you're predisposed to listen to stuff like this which I hope you are and I hope that it's working but then you're going to uh, initially um, you're going to eventually and you look like you already have are going to come across a cult okay? because that's what the cult is based in isn't that funny haha um but most in the self-improvement, new age type stuff. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if you would come in the next 10 or 20 years and uh, see it um, like you have here. Um, there's a lot of cults that are uh, built upon this kind of information um, and a lot of businesses in the same way. And this is uh, very powerful information that's going to get uh, going to get very powerful, um, and it's going to um, get abused. Okay, beat that bitch with a bat. Okay, because generally speaking, we're not taught about how cults work. Really, you know, instead. You know, you didn't study in class. Maybe a psychology class if you went to college for psychology and something like that. But we're just usually not talk about how the cults work. So we are all extremely susceptible to them because we don't even know. You guys don't even know what the definition of a cult is. I mean, barely, like I said, in the universities do they teach about it, so... You would have to really pick it up outside that, like I did. Um, so, we're 
you're going to get to see a lot of uh, some real life stuff because I I'm going to explain it and um, and then you'll realize at the same time that you're in a cult you're not in a cult because that's my kind of cult uh, that is my cult okay and what I mean by that is um, if you were in a real cult like a non anti-cult um, they would probably have sucked your drive of living out of your life your entire life savings out of your bank account and all the possessions um, along with your mental state your emotional, spiritual and physical states from you okay that basically suck the decades right out of you okay that's what they would do um, and that's what they do they can um, they're they're extremely extremely dangerous and toxic ideologies that that, that that's, this surrounds by and they can be very very appealing to people if these people are in a certain state like I was talking about with Hitler and all this um, if you're in a depressed state which most of you seem to be or an anxious state you guys are all anxious and fucking I can't believe it what you guys are so anxious about you're like anxious about being anxious and depressed for some reason you guys always have something wrong with you so they you know one is these you have somebody like that which is a whole basically culture of you guys well that's easy for me to be fucking with your brains and making you do what we want because you guys are just begging for something And that's why this topic and me talking about it is so very important. But also it's important because someone else, someone close to you, okay, be it a brother or sister or aunt or uncle, might be able to recognize those signs and to know what to do or to be able to give them some advice um, if they really are in a cult, uh, just, you know, and where to go to find solutions uh, for this kind of problems, you know. Because, of course, as soon as they uh, they get sucked in, somebody gets sucked in properly, you know, they're going to try to suck you in. And, and then even if you can fight it off, you're going to have to wait until, you know, it calms down with them. So it can turn into a clusterfuck if you're not careful, literally. With these cults, it's funny because... Um, because me sitting here and talking about it or you sitting there trying to tell other people about it is a very good possibility that 
you yourself, or, you know, in this case, me, um, could become the cult leader itself. Not a part of the cult, but the cult leader, you know. And that's probably the worst case scenario. And it really, in fact, a lot of uh, very intelligent peoples, such as myself, um, they uh, will find themselves wrapped up into it, or, as I say, the co-leader. Um, they fall into this trap. I didn't fall into a trap, but um, it was a fuck you to people, and um, then it became something that I could do. So, um, But a lot of people would think themselves as being too intelligent and too independent-minded for a cult to ever get them wrapped up in anything. So uh, some people that are way adamant about that... Uh, go and start their own thing, you know, so they became the cult leader themselves. Um, but then they themselves getting stuck as into this hole. Now the cult leaders is not all the, all the witches tits here. Um, because the way that he becomes a cult leader is about as sad as the way the cult people become the cult people. Um, I mean, if you, you guys obviously resonate with the content of which I speak about, that's why you're listening. And um, here we are, sitting in a cult. Okay. Um, so it would usually start in some way that, like, um, you would have a spiritual calling. Is usually how it happens. Mine, for example, being uh, when I went to Australia and studied under the shaman. It's a perfect example. Okay, it's a spiritual calling. Usually, most of them, everybody, most of the leaders do. They have some kind of spiritual calling. Okay, be it loud voice up in the sky comes down and tells you what to do. Okay, whatever. You know how it can go. Or you know my situation. How that, that wasn't my choice. So, you might be interested in, in teaching. So, you might be interested in becoming a life coach maybe. And this all happened, or even a spiritual teacher if you will, at some point in your life, like I'm doing now. If you're not careful, you could start your own cult. <laughs> so watch out, because here, you know, perfect example of me doing it. So, 
let's begin at the very beginning. And that is, what is a cult? Now, this word called, this word can be a little bit tricky, but it's not really. Because it's usually used in two different ways when people use it, okay? There's the loose colloquial, colloquial, however you say that damn word, got all stuffed up, uh, usage that we use throughout society where people would just call stuff a cult, like everything was techno at one point. If it was electronic music, it was techno. So people just love to call everything cult, even though it's really not a cult at all. Uh, basically, what they mean when they say the word cult, normally speaking, if they just means they're, they're going to say that it's just some sort of ideological system that they don't agree with. And that's by definition to them a cult, which is pretty close in one of the ways that it's defined. Okay. But that's not really what a cult is. Um, there's a more technical definition, if you will. And that's what I want to share today with you. Um, so we'll get back to that question about what is a cult. And technically, it's a hierarchical organization created by a, if I don't say so myself, um, created by a charismatic, usually charismatic, usually narcissistic, yes, um, leader, which uses mind control techniques to amass money and power and sex. You got all that there? Okay. Now, as you can see, I must not be good at what I do. No. That's because I'm not doing it for those reasons. Okay? I'm not trying to do that. But in the same way, this is exactly what it would happen. So we need, uh, there's a lot to unpack with this little poppy word. Um, so firstly, one of the most important characteristics of a cult is that it has a hierarchical structure, like I said. And, of course, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> of course it would be. Quite literally, it is. Which leeches resources from the bottom of the pyramid up to the very top, to the leader. And to his lieutenants or his board members. Um, depending on the size of the cult, the business... Um, the business cult uh, business cult is usually run by just like one leader like myself and a few of his top lieutenants you know got Lieutenant Dan and, you know Rigatoni and Salvatore 
Yeah, you know, we have all our deacons. Um, and so it's this kind of structure. And the entire structure is designed to serve me, the narcissistic leader at the very top. And, you know, when you get to the top, you can't go anywhere but down, girl. Um, but, yeah, the leader at the very top. It's an authoritarian power structure, sort of like uh, the... Kind of like the monarchy that the leader builds for himself. And he's doing it for usually rather shallow reasons. Okay. Very materialistic reasons. Because he's got an ego and he wants to feed all of his lower base needs, as I like to call them. Uh, the the needs for security and survival, attention and approval, love, power. Over and this is not just going to be over other people and of course uh, sexual gratification, food, luxury, um, all this low consciousness stuff. Okay, now these. Cults are often started by what I like to call a Zen devil. A Zen devil. Okay. Now, some of you have heard it before. Some of you haven't. Um, if you don't know what it is, the devil is not a little guy with horns. and No. Uh... Anyway, the, the devil's going to be someone who's uh, got some mystical insight, maybe has um, some enlightenment experience, if you will. But he's still too immature, and his enlightenment is kind of half-baked, you know. Smoke it up at 420, brah. Um, and so whatever mystical states uh, he's attained... He hasn't fully embodied them, and he is still has a huge ego, and it remains and assigns uh, a shadow remaining, like we talked about shadow self, so it would be the shadow end of things. And overall, his level of the development in the spiritual dynamics um, are is quite low. Um, oftentimes, he's in what I call stage red or orange um, so it's sort of like a half-assed version of spirituality somebody goes in and does some spiritual practice then they uh, think that they have understood the whole world and all the existence of mankind they think they know more than they do actually um, 
Now, they misinterpret many of these mystical insights as something else. Maybe they have a vision or two. Maybe they, they, you know, it's usually based in a real experience. So they've actually had them. It's just... an experience of enlightenment that their ego seizes seizes the day <laughs> carpe diem and uh, then he gets into saying oh, look I'm a god I know everything and this kind of stupid ideas um, and so that's how immature they are um, as a teacher and as a leader they have many aspects of themselves that they still need to develop and to work on but because they have like a silly idea of whatever they still need to develop and work on it on it because they have this silly idea of that um, they had one enlightened experience and then they must uh they're thinking or they think the meaning of life and that they are now capable um, they're incapable really of error and incapable of misleading people in my incapable and deluding myself as it's being done they get sucked into this and they create this sort of authoritarian pyramid scheme in order to serve all of the shadowy shadow self and the shadow ego ego um, and in that shadow ego really needs to be essential in it, in what it is uh, to think about that essentiality what function does it does the cult serve actually really what is it and what's going to distract and create the leader's ego is what's how it happens. It's he finds that in in order to fulfill his spiritual journey, <laughs> it's so sneaky that it feels so very sneaky how the how this devil works. Or um, as I've talked about before in a couple of uh, episodes what the about what the devil is and that's also very important um one to go out what to check out if you will is the uh the, the podcast that i do on it so so one of the main things about this is the cult leader um, is working on legitimate shit, you know. So, yeah, it's not even a lie at that point. I mean, he's actually had this spiritual insights at the experiences. So, I mean, that's kind of why you have to be so careful these spiritual journeys and you're having insights and experiences and developing yourself all of this is great but 
you can always turn pathological. Um, and that's kind of how I do things. But once you get a lesser mind on pathological, um, your ego, even though it seems sometimes that... Um, So we're, um, I was getting something in my mind. Uh, you don't want to know. And it, it's because of this, because of the self-deception. that um, The mind is so self-deceptive that it can trick you without you knowing. And I know you've heard a lot of me talk about a lot of this. Um, it does it so well that you don't even know it's doing it. Um, that it tricks itself into thinking that it's already arrived. When in fact it hasn't at all. And that's really just a distraction from the continuing journey that you would need to go on to better yourself. You see, the ego creates this cold, this cold and, and now it's... Just, busy, busy, busy um, externalizing these actions rather than turning inward realizing that the self-reflection uh, that they would develop into uh, what they're doing so it's kind of where I'm at with that thing um, and I know how to get my mind to trick my me you know But the ego thinks that it, it's done, and, and and now it just kind of, God, I don't know what it does, but it's just letting it go. So either cut its throat or, you know, you, what are you going to do? And there's the sociopath, psychopath coming out, you know. Um... So, the ego thinks that it's done when it uh, goes into, goes out there and spreads the gospel or the truth or the conversion of whatever the people that transforms. Uh, always has a good underpinning of um, something that you know, underpinning in something that's going to be inherently good. Um, but it's self it's self deception and what's tricky about the cults is that culture not not all of them are bad <laughs> if you really have to say it um, some of them most of them are though so um The way that most people think, most people in mainstream society think, 
it's all about. Get down in there. Yeah, excuse me. Um, way, way most people think of mainstream society, uh, think like, oh, a cult is just some crazy fringe phenomena, phenomena, um, that I would never get involved in because, you know, I don't believe such crazy shit. But what you're underestimating is that nobody joins a cult under those reasons. As a cult always lures you in with a genuine spiritual um, but that's uh, the techniques <coughs> that the narcissistic uh, ego-driven hierarchy, his authority, his authoritarian pyramid structure, the leader's shadow, and then uh, he has heaps of ideology, um, and this creates a very toxic, toxic thing, which can lead down a very dangerous, dangerous road if you're not careful because uh, the things that you have to really understand uh, about a cult is that on the surface it will seem very appealing it won't seem what a cult at all it will seem appealing and you won't even see it for what it is you just so There's not going to be like a big sign on the front of the building saying, come join the cult like I have. Like literally, like I use this as an example, but I literally have a huge banner that says cult of Osiris. So it's kind of, it makes me laugh every time. Like I'm writing about this and, you know, like these are the kind of things that I actually do. So I got a banner <laughs> um, and I'm using it the same way. Um, so you're not even going to know that you got it into a cult. Um, when you jo join a cult, there's not going to be, like I said, this big sign, but you're always going to feel like you're joining s some legitimate outfit, you know? And what I mean is, uh, yeah. Something like that, and um, I, I have the sign that says, you know, welcome, and I've got the, the everything, so I even called my party, don't drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> and obviously you didn't drink the Kool-Aid because it never happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, when you join in a cult, um, you're always going to feel like you're the joining some legitimate organization, which genuinely wants to awaken the world, woke it up. So, 
And so you're always going to feel like you're joining some legitimate organization which genuinely wants you to awaken the world, you know, go out there and awaken the world, make them think differently. Um, or to help you and help the, then you'll help others. The way that a cult really works, though, is that it tries to create reality or a reality. So be careful not to confuse corruption inside this organization um, for being an actual cult. Um, there's corruption in almost every organization out there. Under that, that definition, that everything is, is a goal, if you will. And in the U.S. Army, yes, you sign up for five years, whatever we did. Um, you know what you're getting into. You know you're making a deliberate commitment towards something. You know you're going to get brainwashed and want to go kill rockets, right? You know that that's how it works, and you sign your life to it. And then you get to leave. They, they don't care. Once you're done, you're done. You know They're not going to try to keep you there. They're not going to force you to stay. They're, they might try to buy you into staying, but um, they're, there's actually checks and balances in the army, which is um, something that's, that's not in the cult. They have their own court system in the army. Um, you, uh, cult doesn't have that. They have ethics, sports. You can even uh, feel the army if they do something criminal or wrong. Uh, they can get sued for it, get in trouble. They have accountability and ethics and standards. People, um, while it's not perfect by any chance, it is there. Like in a, it's like in a cult, but it's not a cult. Of course, the army is not going to uh, fuck you. Well, maybe they will, but uh, take all your money and indoctrinate. But still, it won't really use the same kind of mind control techniques uh, on on you. In this now, just trust me, I know a lot about that. Um, it won't be the same kind. Let's just put it that way. As I mentioned above, the libertarians and the alt-right, if you know what I mean, um, these sorts of movements, um, they exhibit a lot of cold, these cult-like qualities, okay? Which I can't say that they are cults, but they do have a lot of cult-like properties. Um, now, secondly, the U.S. Army is very open about their agenda, so that's a bad idea to think that they are. But they definitely do some brainwashing, I can attest to that, and they're really good at it, and they taught me a lot. Um, there's not a lot of trickery going on in the Army. Um, they're very upfront about what they're doing, okay? You know, that they're going to be learning how to shoot a rifle, you know you're going to, uh, you know, it's going to be good if you're caught in a war zone. Um, you know you're going to go to war. What? Um, kind of know that you're fighting and you could die. Um, and that's what you're asked to do. Uh, there are certainly abuses in the army as they are everywhere else. And corruption. Um, and it's not perfect. No organization is perfect. So when you're out there, be careful not to confuse corruption with an organization for being a cult. You can't just say everything's a cult, okay? There's corruption in almost every, everything. 
um, because it's human. And in the U.S. Army, yes, you sign up for five years, but you know you're making a deliberate commitment. You're going to be out of there. They won't force you to stay. Um, there's checks and balances. Um, they have a court system. They, you, you, you know, you can sue them. Um, so, technically, it's not so... It's hard to make that distinction between what would be a cult and what would be a cult. And that's only because of the slippery slope of which Slippy J. Way goes. Um, Because you never know you're joining the cult, remember. Um, You slide into it. They often create fake front organizations. Osiris Ministries or the Cult of Osiris. Um, With totally different names that have big lofty mission statements like I've got my facing side my business facing which is the ministry um, and then I have the cult side which they don't see you know so the way that the cult might recruit you for example if you were a university student on campus it'd be a good one they might uh, hold a little kiosk inviting people in and um you know, the kids during college times are very susceptible to a lot of things. Um, maybe hold a free lecture, get to give out cookies and brownies and some pot and punch. And they just ask stupid questions that they know the answers to. Um, and act of, you know basically do a tarot card reading of, you know, that broad web of, um, do you have a problem in your life? That kind of thing. Um, Are you interested in learning meditation? (laughs) If you are, come on down. We'll show you how to have loving relationships and come to our lectures and our free trainings. Um, it'd be on equality and fairness for all. How about helping the retarded kids? And come to one of our meetings and we'll show you how we can contribute to the positive, whatever, positive part of the living community of which they're playing to your heartstrings, okay, right? And then, then the name of it, okay, you know, mine's pretty, mine does the opposite of what it was doing, but that's for a reason. Okay, but the, the name of the organization that you don't know that you're getting into a cult is usually something about saving the world or mankind or some animals or some retarded people or something. Um, and so you're like, oh, that sounds great. You know, I love that kind of shit. You know, I've been... Oh, waiting to actualize that organization that I'm becoming more consciousness and become more loving and why we should help these animals and these damn disabled kids of the world. So you're going to go and join the first meeting and it's going to go well and then you're going to go to the second meeting. Um, And then he's going to ask for like $5. And then... (laughs) And then he's going to give you a hug and a butt grab, and it's all over after that, okay? Um, I mean, you're already in there, and you don't even know it, you know? Gives you some pot brownies and some hot girls around, and 
it says all the right things. And it doesn't have this cult of Osiris. It doesn't have cults in the name. You know, that would be dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, because they're never supposed to be um, uh, honest about their true agenda. It's always supposed to be something secretive and evil. Evil. You don't know you're joining the cult because it's not like it says cult in its name or anything. <laughs> um, usually they're just pulling you in with the self-help techniques. That's what people don't understand is a lot of that technique is exactly what I teach um, about, talk about, teach about. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a cult. It isn't a cult. That's the way it is. Um, this is the one you know the difference in, okay? And this is, if you didn't, now you're understanding what I'm saying, that it's the same but different, you know? So, now, if I talk about some of these, um, we, I mean, I have to, kind of, so, uh, just to give you some real examples of what, who's what and what's not. What's what and what's not. What's what. Um, now you've all heard me say in certain ways or not what's the difference between a cult and a organized religion. And that is that in a cult, the guy that's telling you what to do is still alive. Okay. And that holds true. Because all organized religion, the person's dead. So, now what I did was... I infiltrated the largest cult on the planet. And I did it with no backing, and I did it by myself for myself to kind of see how they did it. But it got way too expensive, and I couldn't afford it, and I didn't have a backer to back me. So, And the largest cult in the entire world right now is still... Anybody? That's right. It is not the cult of Osiris, no. It is not the Catholic religion. I don't believe that the organized religion is considered a cult. Okay? I use it them saying, is what's the difference between them? Like, Okay, so I don't know. It's Scientology. It is brilliant. On all levels. Truly. Well done. Um... I'll go into it a lot about it because that's what I I really like delved into watch to what they did and how they did it how the hierarchy was set up and it was I have to say it was brilliant um yeah there's nothing much I can say besides that it's they did a great job with that uh, now you know this is all a con job right the whole thing was just a sham, really. I mean, a whole con job, a uh, psychological con job at this. Um, and 
you know, your mind plays this on you. The kind job that you then play on others. Okay, it's like an infection that spreads. It's like a plague that infects you, and then it transfers over to other people. And then, unlike a traditional like scam that you'd run or a theft, there where the you know the traditional scam or the stealing, where the thief just wants your money. It's a money grab. Um, it's a little more than that with the. They want your money, they want your soul, they want, uh, they want to use your will, they want to control your mind. The ego is just as, it just can't be fed enough. Power, it needs more power, and it needs power. And it needs the authority and the status and it builds itself this righteousness place in your mind. And it gets off, ejaculates over it all. <laughs> okay, this is what it does. So be careful about that. If you're in your 20s or 30s or you're thinking of maybe uh, following some spiritual or self-development teacher like me <laughs> um, you have to be careful because the default tendency uh, is that person in their 20s or 30s without special care you know without wearing the helmets um, these immature leaders will start the cult like I have even if they don't want to do that they fall into this trap of unwittingly uh, of unwillingly like doing it because they are still so young and they got a little taste of it and, and it blew their mind and it's, it, it becomes that egotisticalness is uh, just so over powerful it's just so powerful and their little minds are so undeveloped and they're still so arrogant and at this age you would think they they're gonna think nothing else except they're gonna go out there and conquer the world and and you know what and then well I'm gonna have to save it and I don't want to have to be doing that all the time <laughs> I mean, I've I've tried to save the world and given up on that because fuck y'all. Um, no, it's not worth it. Uh, I know how to awaken you, and I have high ideals, and I have a I've had a few enlightened experiences myself, and therefore I know what to do. And then I go out there and do it, and I start a cult. But you have to be very, very careful. I have to keep myself in check.
because me saying this in two different ways are just going to feed into this. And you can see how the narcissistic kind of egotistical could be at play if you weren't properly prepared or not watching out for it. Because they take a lot of self-awareness to understand themselves. Cults range in size, though. From small like the cult of Osiris to the giant ones such as the Scientology. Some have as few as four or five members like we do. Other than that goes up to hundreds of thousands. I mean, it can be as small as the cult of the Manson family. Okay? It could be as middle of the road as James Jones. Or James Jones. Uh, Jim Jones. But they can become very, very large very, very quickly. And very, very dangerous. And not only to themselves, to you, to society, to mainstream society. Because they're going to try to do what it is this leader wants to do. And if he's a narcissistic egotist, then you know what that's going to do. You know what that can turn into. They won't be content just controlling a few people. Not just maintaining their own little authoritarian pyramid, you know. They're going to actually want to take over the entire government. If they can, you know. And that's why a lot of these cults um, you have to be I, I have to say over and over you have to be careful very very careful because not only can it go in a different way of being political now or um it get a lot of political movements, different motives that'll come up, be it government, be it uh, political, be it you know, um, be it whatever. It's going to be a fight. Um, now, the cults are usually pretty well let's just say there can be a lot of different kinds of cults okay you can have sex cults you can have death cults you can have new age cults you can have educational cults self-improvement or psychology cults political cults commercial cults um labor trafficking rings but most of the time, it'll be a combination of these things. So often, a religious cult will also incorporate some psychological techniques in order to better manipulate people. Uh, and it'll also be political so they can get them what to do their agenda. Um, commercial, because they're going to need money. You know, money is power, right? 
so usually it's a mixture of these things as you can see um, it's very important to clear up one very common misconception that a lot of people have um, it's not a religion okay a lot of people equate it to a religion but it's almost the exact it's so opposite of it almost um it's simplistic well we need to draw that that a distinction between these two firstly because cults can be a, can be secular uh, for example I could create a cult strictly around self-improvement it would be very easy they've done it all the time um, without ever mentioning once God or spirits or religion or even affiliating myself with the Christians or the Buddhists or the Islam, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to even use any of those words to create a cult. But more importantly, the mainstream religion is full of self-deception and delusion. And that's true. It doesn't... That it doctor, <coughs> excuse me, doctrinates children and even adults with its ideology and it um, becomes very fundamentalist in a general speaking way though through the difference between the mainstream religion is the cult and the mainstream religion is not run on or serve one authority authority or even religions it's not just about baby Jesus you know it's only one person in the cult. It's one person. So there's a big difference there. I mean, it's a con job played upon oneself for its own reasons. Is what the cult's all about. <coughs> also, you don't have the checks and balances. Okay, the Catholic Church? Okay, you're going to get me all excited about this then. Okay, as, as a mainstream religion does not physically hold you back from leaving its religion. I mean, of course, you could look down upon... They can look down upon you and make you feel bad about yourself, but that's what you already do if you're believing in that shit. They can, they'll try to convince you not to leave in certain very fundamentalist sects. And maybe some of Islam or something that they might even threaten to kill you. But um, but if you leave, generally speaking, you believe mainstream religion and they, they won't physically lock you in a room and prevent you from leaving like a cult would do. Okay, a cult might beat you for trying to leave. Um, it's a very good psychological manipulation of keeping you from leaving which is also another important difference between mainstream religion and cults, is the cults are generally use a lot more of the mind control techniques than mainstream religion, believe it or not. Okay. Just the mainstream religion people are just way dumber. Um, but you have the mind control um but religion also has these mind, 
these ethics and standards, and even though they're very distorted and checks and balances, the cult does not. Um, it has uh, many atheistic-minded... Uh, it's all about one person in the cult. That's it. Um, they don't have ethical standards or checks and balances. Mm, their shenanigans run amok. Mm. I mean, if you look at all the corruption that we know to be in the church, it, that example kind of proves the point because they do have ethical standards regardless of certain criminal misconduct that happens. Um, besides some rotten apples and regardless of the corru corru corruption, there's plenty of corruption um, on every single organization on the planet, like just by default. So this is where we want to stay at is there's, I want to constantly make the decision, let you know that there's two sides and it's not like a religion so much. Now I come to something like communism when we talk about cults and Marxism and uh, atheists, uh, materialists, scientists. Um, no, these are all many of the um, differences here. It's just as the well, between the mainstream religion and cults is generally used, the, like I said, the cults use a lot more of this mind control techniques than religion. Now, of course, many of you uh, atheists and rationalists that are listening, um, they're all going to say that, oh, Osiris... We're looking at your soul. Your soul. And that soul source of mind control. That's how it indoctrinates children. And we know that to be true. And we'll be looking more into those commonalities instead of the differences in part two coming up. Um, where we're looking at a broader... And broader like differences in this you know this first part um, because I really wanted you guys to get to understand uh, how this all like falls into place so I mean, I'm, we're almost done with this first part, so... 
I want to finish up with probably a little mention of um communes that's what I wanted to go with communes are usually pretty honest about their agenda and when I say communes that's you know hippies on communes right uh they're pretty honest about their agenda they will they don't have super political motives usually because they're hippies you know um, now communists generally expel uh, power seekers and narcissists where communes don't spend a lot of time and money on recruiting okay so you see the inherent differences um, no hard feelings to the communes but generally they pose little or no danger to society whatsoever. Um, I give you a list of what I think that the cults are and then that we don't have to talk about the differences so much. Okay. You might have heard of some of the ones that I'm going to start naming out, but you might not have heard of other ones. So you might just want to Google them if you or ask me again what they are when I'm done, or look at the, you know, Wikipedia or whatever you look at, but not really Wikipedia because these, you can change Wikipedia to whatever you want, um, so, what's that, yes, yes, we can change Wikipedia at our will, yes, Yeah, try it. Okay. Now, if you... Um, anyway, yeah. So we'll uh, go look up your Wikipedia stuff, but... Mm, you will definitely disagree with me that... Some things are occult, some things aren't. But nevertheless, here we go. What is cult? What is it? Ontology. Imagine that ontological method. Um, the Unification Church, otherwise known as the Moonies or the Harry Krishnas. Um, the Mason family. Uh, fundamentalist, different fundamentalist strains of Latter Day Saints, and Mormonism. I don't consider mainstream Mormonism a cult. But, uh, God, I, I have such a hard time saying some of these. Wahhabizi, Al-Qaeda. I, I always get that first part of it. Um, ISIS. Suicide bombers. Terrorism. Really, terrorism. Terror. That's why you think Bush was with terror. Terror. Terrorism is not a religious problem. <laughs> It's an Islamic problem, okay? 
uh, it's a cult. Terrorism itself comes from cults. Okay, there, there's a... Of course they could be Islamic cults, but terrorism also comes from white nationalists. Cults. Other types as well. I mean, you could go one way or the other. The Ocean Rico guys, uh, that's that Japanese cult that had uh, that was uh, in the news back in the 90s for all those gas attacks in subways and shit. I think it was in Tokyo, but... Um, I think it was a real church, too. Just like mine. Then you had Heaven's Gate, where you got to see... Uh, for you to uh, don't know that, the Heaven's Gate people were the Hale-Bop. The, yeah. the spaceship on the back of the Hale-Bop. Yeah. Uh, the Seventh-day Adventist. Then you have the Jamestowns. And the Branch Davidians, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Children of God, the Aryan Nation, the LaRouche, LaRouche Organization, uh, Rajanish Prom, or however he says his name, um, Osho, and his commune, and Transcendental Meditation. I mean, these are all just a small list of what they are. Most of them you don't know about. Um, most of them... In the, probably don't even have a Wikipedia page or a book written really about them, but because they're so small, most cults are usually probably 20 to 30 to 50 members. So you you wouldn't know about too many of them. Now, You might object with it. Some of these things, some of these aren't cults, but I beg to differ. So, um, for example, the Raj Prom, whatever they call themselves. Um, now, I do consider Osho, while I dislike that, to be a legitimate enlightened master. Okay. Um, but it turned into a cult, like, they lost control of that. Whatever that second lieutenant was, I forgot his name, but... But, like, I wouldn't call him a, Osho himself the cult leader. I think that uh, he was a good teacher, but... It was very evident that he didn't know how to lead somebody or people, you know. He was a good teacher, but not a good leader. How's that? He was very irresponsible in the way that he led, led the commune. So uh, he, he let it get way out of control. And I think um, he might be a co-leader in that whole thing, but his... His right-hand lieutenant, that Sheila, whatever, she was definitely fitting into the mold of the traditional cult leader, okay? Um, very egotistical, very narcissistic, uh, didn't actually do any of the spiritual work, um, and was just in it for the power and the money and the, 
I would say bitches, but it ain't. Um, but yeah, even girls can be cult leaders. <laughs> but like I said, he got let it get way out of hand, and that he has got to take blame for that. And that led to all sorts of craziness, 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 calamity, uh, sh shenanigans, tomfoolery, whatever. Um, if you watch that Netflix special documentary called, I think it was called Wild Wild Country, Wild Wild something another. Um, and it was all about that. Um, the train. Um, Now, the transcendental meditation anyway, it's a spectrum. It's very hard to tell. Um, some better than others, some are crazier than others. Some of them have less spiritual techniques than others. So, strictly speaking of ideological, like, uh, just strictly saying that the ideology behind them is quantifying or qualifying them as being a cult is not something we can say. So, as much as I would like to call, let's say, the alt-right a cult, I can't. Um, Alcohol Anonymous, not a cult. Um, because even though they have certain value systems and they do teach certain ideology when when you enter generally speaking they're honest about their agenda sort of like if you've ever heard me tell me my story about the my AA meeting um, but you can leave at any time they don't really charge you too much of anything they don't try to mind control you as much. It's kind of like the U.S. Army, you know. I'll put them down with that. So you understand now a little bit about what I was saying. Huh? All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to now transition into the second part 